When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We made it to the best ball semifinals. Maybe you're tilting. Maybe you're excited. Maybe you're somewhere in between. But we're here. So we spent all of our time over the course of the summer building up towards, well, week 17. But you get it. Week 16 is here. We are so close. We are so close to reaching the best ball finals. We're going to talk about our teams that we got through. We're going to talk about the players we're excited for, maybe the players we're not excited for, some of the chalk, and all the fun stuff that you're thinking about for your Week 16 best ball teams, and maybe some of the ones that died off. We're running a little bit late. Blame Rob for his audio issues. Tonight on Spike Week, let's do it. So next show we have, when you guys join us, please, or maybe tonight if he's able to uh, get his shit together, um, and we'll see in just a second. He's in the background now. Our good friend, Rob Coakley, King Coakley, is maybe here. Rob, yes, nope, 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 nope. Still no audio. Still no audio. All right, we're sending Rob back to the nether regions of Streamyard, but apologies for the delay i blame i put as as i do with really any complication or any issue that possibly could ever happen it is all rob's fault there's n- none of that has anything to do with me we're a, a couple minutes late thank you for hanging out with us you guys are the sickos we're here to sweat and talk about week 16 uh we're gonna see if we can get rob on board. If you hadn't paid it, if you if you hadn't noticed, if you're if you're not in the Discord, uh, check the link that's in the Discord here in the in the description. It's where all the best ball bros are hanging out. All the sickos were sweating our teams that are still alive, or we're RIPing our teams that have died in Week 15 of the best ball playoffs. Um, but Rob posted it's some gnarly weather out there in uh, the Boston area out there on the East coast. If you guys are, if anyone else is in the chat that is out there, um, I hope you're okay. I hope it's safe. Some of the stuff that Rob has been sending has been absolutely crazy. Obviously he was unable to join us last night. Hopefully we can bring him in tonight. Um, He's trying to see if uh, he can get the internet and everything going a little bit of some technical difficulties. Thank you for hanging out with us, but what would it be? uh in the best ball playoffs without a little bit of chaos right here we are and man um so much what a week 15 it is it is hard to describe kind of everything that went into week 15 of course huge games across uh the entire space right um and and what's funny about this particular week 15 is it feels a little bit more even more chaotic than last year. So if you recall last year 
2022 week 15 of the best ball playoffs was definitely crazy. The running back one overall highest raw score at the running back position in week 15 was Jarek McKinnon. The top two scoring overall raw points, not like point per dollar, not like, oh, they smashed for their price. The highest two wide receiver scores last year in week 15 were Zay Jones and KJ Osborne. (laughs) Okay. So if you had Jarek McKinnon, Zay Jones and KJ Osborne on a team in week 15, if you had two out of the three, certainly if you had all three, you probably moved on to the semifinals of best ball. That's definitely chaos this year though. Felt like, different a different form of chaos that felt crazier to like go through it over the course of the weekend from thursday on right so many players have been injured just like most nfl seasons so many players have been injured over the course of the entire season that we are you know we're tilting that right mark andrews is down and of course all the way way back the guys that got hurt early but justin herbert goes down and those kinds of things that cj stroud right but CJ Stroud is a great example of Stroud smash like stone cold smash right in through the whole through the whole season you're leading into the playoffs and you get the Titans matchup for CJ Stroud but he loses Tank Dell and then CJ Stroud goes down with a concussion and then Nico Collins goes down for the Texans and it's like all of a sudden you went from three players who were pillars of your best ball teams that are now a tank Dell's gone for the year. We'll see when Nico Collins comes back. Hopefully CJ Stroud gets back this week, but now they're out for that super duper important first week of the best ball playoffs, right? Week 15, you need to advance teams through and you don't have your most important players. So that's like bad enough. Then we factor in Tyreek Hill. One of the best, if not the best, right? Tyree Kill, Christian McCaffrey versus CeeDee Lamb. However you want to like balance those. AJ Brown's like an honorable mention. Those first round picks, well, we just removed one of the best ones in Tyree Kill. Not playing. A lot of teams with Tyree Kill in the first round or uh, uh, in week 15 in the first round of the best ball playoffs. Gone. Poof. See ya. Myself included. Chris Olave, out. Keenan Allen, out. Right, I'm sure I'm missing Isaiah Pacheco, another good pick, out. Uh, Just like so, so many players, even just in this week 15, it's one thing, like I said, with all the guys who've been hurt over the course of the whole season, but then to pop up just in week 15, and the first one of the best first round picks misses this game, but only this game, right? It wasn't like Tyreek Hill blew out his knee, which of course no one's rooting for that. But it wasn't like Tyreek Hill sustained a Tank Dell injury where you're like, okay, that really clearly sucks, but he's done. I can, I can, you know, wrap my head around that team is dead. We were heading into Sunday morning and we still didn't know if Tyreek Hill was going to play. We were heading into Monday Night Football last night and we still didn't know if Geno Smith was going to play. And all of those, there was so much of that. And right, Chris Olave, we didn't know if Chris Olave was going to play. Uh, I, I thought, frankly, (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) I thought, frankly, that Chris Olave and Tyreek Hill were both going to play in week 15 and they did not. 
And here we are, which led to the handful. There are always smashes, like I mentioned, with Jarek McKinnon and Zay Jones and Kidja Osborne. This year, Christian McCaffrey, James Cook, um, right, Jordan Addison, Jalen Waddell, Sam Laporta, Jared Goff. Those there's always guys who have a huge game in week 15. That's just that's just fantasy football. That's just how it goes. But when we remove the ability to even get any points from the peers of those players via them not playing in that game, right? If you didn't have Christian McCaffrey as your first round pick, you better have Amon Ross St. Brown because otherwise you were not getting a good score from your first round pick, right? Jamar Chase did nothing. Justin Jefferson did nothing. Travis Kelsey did nothing. Austin Eckler did nothing. Stefan Diggs did nothing. AJ Brown did nothing. They all did nothing. So you either had 40 plus fantasy points from Christian McCaffrey. You had 20 plus fantasy points from Amon Ross St. Brown at the one, two turn, or you were in big trouble with their first round pick with Amon Ra you had the potential to get right. Maybe Devante with him. CD wasn't very good with him with Christian McCaffrey. Maybe you got Jalen Waddle with him or something like that. And it's like these small little things defined the whole, the, the whole season becomes defined by that little tiny bit in week 15. And it's hard when we get to this point to wrap your, your heads around it. And I'm going to bring in hopefully Rob now, to start I'm here. I think I'm here. Holy shit, you are. We're here. working. Congratulations. I mean, I, I was wondering if you know the storm was just about to take you and Jesse away. <laughs> but, uh... I had to drive to another town <laughs> to go to Jesse's house in order to stream this tonight, to stream the other show tonight. But we're here. We're ready to talk about best ball. And I think you're bringing up some really great points on this as my sound engineer comes in and takes care of everything in here. Um, it's like he does it for a living or something. Yeah. And as as you were talking about it, what I kept thinking about was our Amon Ra talks from earlier this year where it's like, yeah, we wanted to draft Amon Ra and he was the guy we were moving around the board, right? Yeah. So so this, this is the exact thing we were talking about where if you had 10% Amon Ra, but you moved him up the board, you could have had that Amon Ra, Jalen Waddle combo with another player early in the third right my best my best team my my team i'm most excited for i'm on Raji lynn waddle at the one two turn right so yeah so thank you to everyone in the chat i i still don't have power at my house just so everyone's aware that's why my <laughs> background's different i'm not at my house but we where's gotham here's the real question nobody gives a shit about our best ball teams <laughs> how's gotham doing without power is what people really want to know he's doing good i brought him to daycare today so that he could run off all his energy and just sleep through the night <laughs> that is that is great. Uh, what it's also great is Samaki says, I don't uh, this comment got me. I don't, I don't mean to flex, but I have a puppy left. And I feel like this is a, a brilliant comment, but also like a great kind of encapsulation of what once we get into week 16, it feels like it's like we're all excited about all of our teams, right? <clears throat> you have a great advance rate, even you don't have a great, right? So like there's lots of people in the, our whole best ball space that had awesome advance rates, far better than me. I had a below, right, a, a 13, 14% advance rate for me. And yet you get to week 15 and it's like, honestly, none of that shit matters. Like you're still excited <clears throat> and you're like, I, like me personally, like I said, I got less teams through, but I felt 
I felt really good about the teams that I got through. Obviously, um, we don't need to keep beating that dead horse, but I happened to hit on a couple of different things that were big smashes that made those teams that got through really good. And then week 15 happens and you're like, like none of that mattered. Like the only thing that mattered was, did you have a hand? Like you needed two or three of a collection of six or seven guys, right? You need, and depending upon the pod you were in, you needed most of them. And that's the chaos of, of week 15. It's like you needed some combination of Christian McCaffrey, James Cook, Sam Laporta, um, you know, Jordan Addison, Jalen Waddle, whatever, Amon Ross St. Brown, you needed some kind of combination of those players. And like Samaki says, like you could go from Pat Corain status, like below average advance rate, and he has goddamn a billion teams left because he did have a combination of a lot of those players, or you're like got one puppy team <laughs> got one pup got one puppy team left and that's just like man that's the brutality of week 15 yeah week 15 so all of that stuff you said and then i'm going to expand upon that by saying you could have had a lot of that and if you missed that tight end you were dead not even just laporta there's so like because if you didn't have laporta and joku went off um a couple McBride other guys was good McBride was hunter good. henry was good yeah. Yeah. So you could have had Christian McCaffrey. And I think I had a few teams like this where I had some really good teams, but I only scored like five or six points at tight end. And those teams are dusted now because you just couldn't compete with like you brought up Laporta or Njoku or some of these other guys. And the tight end position, I think low key kind of defined the week 15 thing in terms of it reaffirmed all our priors on drafting these these guys late for the tight end position you could have gotten two of them that absolutely smashed and you played one in your flex right so it, it's just i it, i have a team at. that got super lucky pod pod wise that played laporta and and mayor mayor mm-hmm. played in on DraftKings. um mm-hmm. mayor played in the flex and it was a, a luckily low scoring um pod but to to your point tight ends did so i would say tight ends <clears throat> and of course r- running backs kind of define the week every single week because if there are a couple of running backs that really just gap the field like christian mccaffrey and james cook did it's tough you know yeah. ty chandler uh, uh jake points out like ty chandler was another good one right we were all excited for our zamir white shares that got through on thursday and then all these guys just mm-hmm. dunk all over zamir white and it's like Maybe Zamir White played for the flex position, but you didn't really want to be using his 16 points or whatever in the running back position because your opponents had 40 at the running back position. And it's like, it's easy. It's it's both easy and difficult to like handle those week 15 results because you're like, I have this awesome team. We all do, right? I'm sure you do. Uh, I saw you posting. I'm curious about this team. Uh, so maybe we'll lead into that. Some of the teams that like got dusted off that were like, God, God damn, like what the hell just happened in week 15? But you mentioned last night, uh, we'll get into my, my legendary story from, uh, from, from last night. I had, uh, I can't complain the rest of best ball season based on the final drive from the Seahawks, but you had the opposite effect where something fell off, but it's like, off. Everybody loves to complain about pod variants. I'm not talking about pod variants, but I am talking about like 
just the the kind of like random scoring variants, right? You have a a George Kittle, Michael Mayer team, which is like not even bad at tight end. They didn't even put like bad scores up, but like oh, and you had maybe you had Amon Ra, you had Amon Ra Waddle, you had George Kittle and Michael Mayer, you had whatever, you had a bunch of like good scores, but like if you don't have, there are guys that are going to score 30 plus 40 fantasy points in that individual week. And you don't have them, you know, you don't have Christian McCaffrey. You don't have James cook. You don't have Addison. You don't have whatever waddle. It's like you're screwed. Like you're, you're totally screwed in that week. And, and so, you know, you had an awesome team that you were really excited about. And if you just happen to run into a little bit of a, a tougher pod, you're just screwed. And that is both, the cruelty of this game, but also like, that's also what makes it fun uh, of this game. Cause you can be on both sides of that and everybody it's easy where, where humans are naturally negative. We complain about when we ran bad, but like you can also run good. And like, like, like I said, I, I feel like I, I actually ran, I, I didn't advance a lot of teams, so I didn't run good, like relative, like I didn't sun run like fucking Corrine did in, in week 15. <laughs> But I feel like the teams that I got through, like it could have been way worse, dude. Like I got through some teams that didn't score a shit ton. I got through a team in BBM that literally needed like every yard on the final Seahawks drive and a touchdown and got it <laughs> like that. Like I, I was sun running relative to expectation um, how my teams performed. And so it's just like it, it's it's so much to take in. I think uh, in week 15, it's easy to be negative but I'm I'm trying to be positive about it. I, yeah. I I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty excited. I know you had some some disappointing finishes as as we all did, and that I'm curious to hear about. But it's also like it's weird that the negative parts of it is also kind of the fun part of it. Is that you know does that make any sense? Well, it's it's part of the fun of it, but there is a lesson to be learned, and I learn it every year. I I did a really good job this year not falling in love with a specific team and my BBM pod or my millipods. Like I, I didn't usually I have like one or two BBM teams. And I'm like, I really want this team to advance. This team's a lot of fun. Like, and then you kind of eyeball that team more than the other teams. Right. So I didn't do that with BBM this year. I didn't do it with the Millie. The two teams I've been doing it with is the Mastiff, which obviously the implication is because I spent a thousand dollars on a, on a best ball <laughs> team. Right. So I'm obviously going to sweat that a little more. But I fell in love with that $100 DraftKings team that I had this year. I won't go over the whole team. It, it was just this sick, sick team. And the advanced structure in there was two out of six get to next week. And I had, I had, I think, eight points. I think I had Ritter or something play for quarterback, or I had no quarterback points. And I was using Hertz last night. Hertz and A.J. Brown were in my lineup. And I was up until that. I was up significantly until that JSN touchdown. And it put me down two points in that pod. What happens? Hertz runs for 20 yards. Dude, right at that 20 yard, I'm not kidding. I was tied for second place in that pod on Monday Night Football, which is insanity, right? So all he needs to do is throw a pass for one yard, and I win. Yeah. And, and they were going to obviously it's first down they're they, they're down they're gonna yeah. like they're gonna move the ball right yeah right and they're gonna and I can't even watch the game by the way because I have no power <laughs> so I'm watching the freaking like ESPN cast like like it's it's the worst thing ever 
and then it does that whole pause and it's like plays on the review and i'm like what yeah Rob, rob's discord like, yeah rob's sitting here doing this and the discord's way ahead of him right was yeah. so far so far mm -hmm. ahead of him he's like wait pick wait reviewed wait yeah. what you know? yeah. yeah i'm losing my mind i'm trying to watch read the discord what's going on and and it just sucked like so that sucked the jsn touchdown also put a millie team 0.12 points behind and i just needed a devonta smith catch to to advance that one and there was another one where like if aj brown caught a pass i advanced it as well it, it was just insanity like i lost three teams like that with that jsn touchdown and uh so that kind of hurt a little bit but i was feeling good i, I still feel relatively good I had 26 teams in BBM. I got two through, which I'm grateful for. Two is what I, I mean, it's still over expectation, weirdly. Like, I should have been advancing like one and a half, mm -hmm. right? So, like, I, I'm happy with the two. And what I can say to everybody, like, we talked about it last week. This is the week that you really get kicked in the dick. Like, I, I think Overzet said that too. Like, this is the week you get so excited for. You get kicked in the dick really hard on this one. But, Two years ago, the year that you and Pete finished eighth, I believe it was in that one. Eighth, yeah. <clears throat> I had only drafted, I think, like you made 20... the final as well that year, right? We, but we, I we only had. Little... I bring up that team a little bit more because Pete and I made a run and we were like right. real, real live to win. But Rob, you were also in that final that year. Yeah. But I was in that final with only having two teams made the playoffs on B in Best Ball Mania because I only Crazy. drafted like twenty. So. If you have one or two bullets left, you're still live, man. Like, like yes, I know Karain has eight. We would all like to have eight bullets, <laughs> but your one bullet might be the one that makes it through, and his might not. It's it's just be ready for the sweat. You could still make it through. It's not over if you have something in there. Even the guy with one puppy team, you're still fighting for a final, <laughs> man. For now, uh, it, a chip in a chair. It's a cliche, but that shit's real, man. Like it's absolutely real. Um, you uh, made the final, like you said, with not even drafting in volume. It's one thing to draft 150 mm -hmm. teams and run under expectation. Um, it's another thing to, like you said, draft 20 teams, get two to the playoffs, and then make get one to the final. Like, that's crazy. It is uh, uh, Liam, you know, Chess Liam, two years ago, uh, uh, had a... a smoke detector beep uh it, it, the uh it, just perfect rob you're never no gonna power. catch on fire rob has no rob has no yeah exactly uh <laughs> rob has no power i'm about to my house is about to burn to the ground don't worry this is week 15 my this street was literally on fire yesterday yeah, this, is what, <laughs> this is what happens in week 15 we can't uh <laughs> even do a stream without everything burning to the ground but uh you know so chesley i'm right run has a below average advance rate the funny thing about Karain. That everybody loved loved his tweet as you should. What incredible engagement farming by by Kareem, by the way. Uh, to to you know, everybody else is out here with like I got one team through, I got two teams through, and he's like I got eight out of twenty six into the into week sixteen. And everybody's like, you're the you're the man, you're a god, you're the greatest fantasy football player of all time. It's like yeah, but a week ago if he posted his advance rate, which was like. 15% you would have said oh you suck you're a fraud you know what I mean ran you're, hot you're, last year. yeah you just ran hot last year and it's like like it's so funny how the uh, the week-to-week -week swings go in best ball I, I love that one I'm definitely going to talk to him uh, about that one a lot I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll put some tweets in the drafts uh, just to, to trigger some people but like mm. it is it, it really is like that whole all of that 
is is the thing. I have one best ball mania team left. I have two DraftKings Millie teams left. Mm-hmm. I'm it's unlikely that I make any of them to the finals. But I can get there. And all it takes is fucking getting there, man. It, that is it. All it takes a little bit of luck in week 16, just like it took a little bit of luck in week 15 to get there. And like, that's why, like, I haven't had my best year, but I got teams. I got a chip and I got a chair and that's all I care about. And, and I think that's what all everybody should care about. Like, I don't give a shit if you had a bad season, you had bad advance rate. You only have one puppy team left. You only have, you know, a couple of teams left. It really doesn't matter, man. One team makes your whole, the whole point that we talked about all summer, your whole season is defined by one team. One team. It doesn't, it, do, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you only have one of them in week 16. It doesn't matter. You know, if you have 30 of them in week 16, the one team is going to make your whole season. It's not over yet. And like this, I actually feel like this week is one of the most fun weeks because we're really honed in on the teams that we're, we're focusing on the players that we're focusing on. Once you get to week 17, like whatever, let's let it ride. But week 16 is like, I'm, I'm very excited for this week. You know, what sucks about this week is on drafters, right? (laughs) Me, me and you are battling for that high roller tournament My team is just has been dying and your team is surging did you see what i scored this week yeah like a fucking 400 points or something like that (laughs) i scored like 196 points and that it's like i can't even really talk about it because it's it's not a advancing structure and that's what we want to talk about this week but i surged up the leaderboard i used rico dowdle's score in the the high roller this week because my (laughs) all my all my all my running backs are dead mark andrews is dead It, it wasn't it wasn't great but yeah it is it is funny that uh i shout out to our friends at drafters i use promo code spike uh they just launched their playoff best ball tournaments today which i'm very excited about we're going to do some fun things with drafters playoff best ball so i'm glad um that you brought it up but um i'm gonna quickly we'll dive into some of the the folks in the chat i have to yeah this is this is where we're at this is not going to be best ball therapy for everybody this is going to be me um reliving one of the most fun moments of my best ball career all right so my team suck right we've talked about this for a, a few weeks when you draft tons of Rashad Penny and tons of Damian Harris and tons of Rashad Bateman and Jahan Dotson and all these guys hmm. I was I had a thirteen, like I said, a thirteen to fourteen percent advance rate across all of across the sites. Um and, but I, I did like I was excited, like I said, for my teams getting through. I had one in particular this particular week that uh I outlined I brought it up at the end of Legendary Sickos with Kareen that we talked about. I said, so when Brian Robinson got ruled out and you know HN was back and and some of these guys got healthy, I was like, dude. I think this team is like my best team. Uh, and it, it was like all the news happened while we were on the show. So like uh, we were, we were talking at the end about our hot takes for the playoffs and brought it up. And I was like, shit, dude, like I, I, I like you, I didn't want to get tied to any one team, but I got yeah. fucking tied to this team. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you just get tied to it. I got tied to the team. So it was a Lamar. It had Kenny Pickett. It's Kenny Pickett as my QB two, but Lamar is, is the QB one already had Laporta and Amon Ra go. Mm. So like I banked some good points. Then you get Waddle. It has Waddle. So then you get the big Waddle game. And it, of course it has Kyron because it's me. If it advanced, it has Kyron. I couldn't draft any teams that were successful that didn't have Kyron Williams on them. So it has Kyron. And I'm like, 
we're heading into the the afternoon games and i'm just like please god like antonio gibson someone do something right raheem mostert scored all the touchdowns for the dolphins again because that's the only way that they score touchdowns uh i i shouldn't say that i benefited from waddle but i'm just like please let this team get through the other guy pat i was in first but this other guy passes me with debo and a couple of other afternoon guys so we're heading into monday night football i have dk metcalf and jsn obviously no gino but i have dk metcalf and jsn on this team I needed, I was using George Pickens' six-point score and uh, HN's 7.7-point score, right? So those guys would start scoring fairly quickly. And then I watched the first half of that game, and I was just, I was down by like eight, right? So I don't need like that many points, but I do need reasonable games. And you're watching the first half. I gave up. I was just like, well, the BBM dream is, the BBM dream is dead, but... I was like fading those guys in some DK stuff, right. Or puppy stuff or whatever. And I'm like, it's fine. We'll just advance those teams. We got to go on Twitter uh, tomorrow and just be like, Oh yeah, the BBM dream is dead. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Cause I didn't advance any BBM teams <laughs> to, week six, to week 16. And then, you know, the second half goes also fun fact. I bet the over, I, I bet the over on DK Metcalf and JSN's receiving props in the oh, game. <laughs> so we're laying on the couch, like in mega tilt, <laughs> right? We lost, we lost money on prop bets. We lost BBM. We lost tout clout. We lost everything on this Seahawks game. Everything, right? We get down to the end. Everybody watched the game. They saw what happens on the, the final drive. 92 yards. The Seahawks have to go. I did the super quick math when they went to timeout. I basically needed every yard to go to DK Metcalf and or Jackson Smith and Jigba on that drive. It was not every yard, but it was somewhere like, you know, 75 plus of the yardage needed to go to those guys. And one of them needed to score the touchdown. Do you know what happened on that final drive? Um, I do based on squiggly lines on ESPN's app. Every single yard went to either DK Metcalf or Jackson Smith and Jigba on that drive. And of course, as everyone saw, JSN scored the, scored the touchdown. I leapfrogged that guy and won by two points in nice. BBM. That was one of the greatest sun runs I've ever had in, in my entire life. You, you, you know, I, it profited me, you know, $25 <laughs> or whatever, right? You, yeah. you, you, you take a team from not advancing to advancing. Congratulations. You made like $25 and right. like a nickel of EV because right? I got to finish first out of 16. But that feeling was yeah. like, of course it helped because I bet there are overs and they both hit on that drive. But like, that was, that was like, unbelievable like that like that's what we play the shit for i know it sounds stupid because like i said it didn't really make me actually any money but it was my team that i was rooting for that i was like emotionally attached to i think it's my best team and to sun run like that was just like absolutely incredible like it it it, it was awesome and i i didn't like i didn't want to share it outside of i was going to talk about it on our show but it was like i literally needed Every yard of they had to go. And Drew Locke had to take a team 92 yards down the field and it had to only go to those two guys and they had to score a touchdown and it happened. And it's like, so 
I, I say all that not to like brag. I got one fucking BBM to no, you get to brag through. about it. Yeah, but like I got one BBM team through. What am I? I'm not bragging about you know that much. I'm not Kareem, but it is to say anything can fucking happen, dude. Like if that can happen for me to get a team through, anything can happen for you to get a team from week 16 on into week 17. And once you get to week 17, it's all open. All the money is available to anybody. Yeah, well, as everyone knows, we at Spike Week are incredibly humble and we don't like to victory lap anything ever. Um, There's no way in hell that after I advanced the Mastiff team to the playoffs that I went back and commented on people that called my team clown shoes to let them know that I advanced to round one. There's there's probably not a chance that now that it's advanced to the other round that I'm going to go back and just let the people know (laughs) that that team advanced yet again, right? My clown shoes, massive team because of how humble I am. I probably exactly have, can't do it. So, but yes, the massive team also did advance. So I'm yeah, I am about that. If I'm, if I'm racking and stacking the teams I'm rooting for, of course I'm rooting for my, for <clears throat> my teams. Mm-hmm. I um, very smartly uh, hopped onto the coattails of Sir Pat Corain and uh, happened to advance a team to week 16 that he, myself, and Sean Siegel drafted together on his anniversary stream or whatever it was. Uh, bizarre team, but fun team. So, Gotta love a solo Jared Goff. Who wouldn't love to get a solo Jared Goff to the oh final? Where, 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 that, where, where Jared Goff's like 50% owned. Whoever could have uh, uh, dreamed of that happening but it's a justin herbert team actually but anyway um (laughs) one it's herbert golf it's actually a really good team um but we need keenan to come back anyway one of my teams uh is like i said (laughs) i just i'm just gonna do a bunch of drafts with kareen next year and just be like one of these is gonna sun run right it's like oh and seagull certainly certainly sean (laughs) seagull helps like he helped us draft um uh, Ty Chandler, who was of course a zero until this week and got us into, into week 16, but just... my Karain big board team advanced to next week. And we have Visca on that team. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, that is very, uh, very, very fitting. It's unbelievable. But, uh, but just, it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're rambling about all this different stuff, but like, I am legitimately like a, kid in a kid in a candy store even though i i i, I don't have like you know go, like i said go look at kareem go look at some other guys who probably also drafted more volume or whatever than we did that have more actual raw teams alive but this is this week these next you know six days or whatever it also happens to be christmas which i guess maybe makes me a little bit <laughs> makes it a little bit more fun like this is the best, dude. Like, and you yeah. sneak a couple teams through. Of course, you have bad beats too. Like, I, I I lost a couple teams from Ken Walker, which is like, you want to add to the tilt that I was feeling for three quarters, three point nine quarters or whatever. Like, I'm like Ken fucking like I'm sitting on my couch. Like Ken Walker against the Eagles is smashing me, and I have DK Metcalf. <laughs> like, what is happening? You know, like you're just sitting there, like. Pete, throw the stop chewing your gum and throw the fucking football. You know, you're like you're just rage tilting. And then, you know, life has a funny way of of sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Who knows what year it'll work out for all of us in best ball, but week 16, man. I'm I'm very excited. Um 
Well, it's, it's fun. It's fun to do it on every site too. Like we, you have the two DK teams. I have two DK teams. We have the underdog stuff, but I mean, we brought it up, but we can really sweat drafters now. I mean, drafters is it's not two weeks left. It's not playoffs, it's no but it's it is two weeks left. You know, we're looking at trying to up and get some ROI on that, and I I would love to come from behind and win that high roller tournament. I'm like 59 points out or something right now. Have another week like I had this week. I mean, that team, you want to talk about like sun running. That team has Brees, McCaffrey, and um, Kamara. Kyron, right? Or Kamara, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then it also has Ty Chandler and Zamir White. So I just sun run running backs like pretty much all season. We drafted the stone opposite teams in that high row. I, I was, so I was in the top, I, got, I rose up pretty quickly. I have a, a Lamar, Purdy, Andrews, Kittle with Tyreek team. Mm-hmm. My running backs are very mid. Uh, mid might be polite uh, for those for those running backs. Um, but like to your point, I mean, when you have Tyreek and those guys, there's Ayuk, there's Gabe, there was Puka. I drafted Puka on that team, so like I got mm-hmm. out to a like I got out. Talk about I ran a marathon and I sprinted out of <laughs> right out of out of the gates. I sprinted and Rob. Uh, pulled a you know a Jim and Pam Halpert and was chilling walking <laughs> down the down the sidewalk on the the marathon, and I ran out of gas because I have <laughs> Madison and B Rob right and Achan and all these guys who petered out and Rob yeah. is just surging from the back now Rob's in yeah like third or fourth and I'm in seventh Six, or something yeah, yeah like yeah. you just passed me super fast but it's like like you said. Now these last two weeks is, you know, I can't probably get first. Uh, certainly not with uh, my running backs, but dude, you never know. I get, I get Tyreek back, which is, I mean, I have to use Tyreek score every week. It's, it's just how it goes by the time you get to this point in the drafter season. And, but like, that's the fun. Like now we have these sweat. You of course have the week 16 sweats on all these sites, but like you said, on drafters, you know, so like, uh, I do want to shout out to our, our boy up dog. Uh, Sitting, I don't have it pulled up. He was in third, third, or he was in third around there, yeah. In the big drafters, uh, is it Dorado? Is that how you would say, uh, Dorado? Dorado, Dorado. um, he another member of the Discord, the the Spike Week fam is up there. Those guys are crushing, and so, like, you're right, like, you're right there. All it takes is like two big weeks out of somebody, Mm -hmm. and it turns from right. And I mean, they're winning good money right now, but like the sweat is very, very real. And it's the best, it's absolutely the best time of the season. Like you said, across, across all sites, though, the tournament ones are kind of the most fun. Cause it's like the most chaos, but like, that's the other thing people, when you run bad, people will hate on the chaos part of it. Like, Oh, we need to change this structure because you know, the pod variance is so stupid. Some guy yeah. got through with this and I didn't. And it's like, stop, don't ruin the game because people are upset about the variance part of it like you signed up for this variance part of it and actually that's what makes the game so fun i know it sucks dude we all you just you just talked about how you dealt with a bad loss we all do i my highest scoring my highest scoring two bbm teams didn't make it that team i just told you about was not even close to my highest scoring team that's just how it fucking goes man but that all of that is what makes this game so fun and so stop trying to reward everyone that could have possibly right you had a good team the the whole regular season thing it's kind of that you had a good team weeks one through 14 we need to pay you money 
why the the rules don't like originally two years ago had nothing to do with weeks one through 14. The whole goal was to get out of your league. So why do we, Oh, you had a great team. It lost in week 15. So then we had to give participation trophies to those people. Now we want to give participation trophies to the people who made it to the playoffs and then scored well in week 15, but had pod variants. It's like, guys, we are going to ruin this whole game trying to reward everyone who had a small section of the season that they did well. Like I had, we talked about the high roller week through week 12. I was in first. Do I get money because, because I was in first through week 12. No, I'm going to finish like 10th, you know, for 500 bucks or something like that, because that's the rules of the game. We got to try. We got to take a step back. I think best ball is growing so fast. We're trying to, we're trying to do too much. And like this game is beautiful. Like and and in the variance and the pod stuff is what makes it beautiful. So let's not let's not ruin the beautiful part of it trying to like appease everybody. Well, the, the pod stuff is the easier one. I'm I'm kind of okay with the regular season thing. And we could talk about that later. Like I, I think it's a good I think it's a good way to get people in the door type of deal. Mm-hmm. Like it, it helps them. So but the pod thing is so easy. It's like are you saying that you like for the people that want to like do the high score thing? It's like you want everyone to show up week 17 and just have like one offs because everyone's team's going to be the same, right? If you did the point scoring, it's like everyone was going to have McCaffrey, Amonra, and a lot of people already do, but there were ways to get past that this week, right? Like, so it's just to me, it's silly to to want to go to week 17 have, just one offing. Like, I got five, I got, I got five, three teams. I, have, I have one CMC team, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have one or two. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know in drafters I'm rooting for CMC because no one in front of me has them, which is shocking. Which is fucking crazy. But that's how that that Tyreek has been so good. And then Amon Rasidi. So mm-hmm. in the regular season scoring thing, it was like CMC was great, but he only had two like he only had two truly like week altering seasons they were both against the goddamn cardinals <laughs> stupid fucking cardinals yeah, and he happens to play one of them in week 15 right so he dro- he dropped 50 or whatever on the cardinals earlier this season and then he drops 40 something on the cardinals in week 15 and he's been awesome i'm not this is not a negative thing at all about cmc but like it was like generally like 20 a week you know give or take right he, he, sometimes 25 maybe 30 sometimes 17 and mm-hmm. like but he was just you just could slot him in whereas Tyreek was dropping 25 plus every week as a wide receiver and then you can kind of replicate what CMC was doing and so there's like just these trickle down effects then you combine CD like Amon Ra at the one two turn was like supercharged right getting 20 plus a week out of both of those guys it's like CMC you know regular season scoring wasn't as powerful as it seemed and now we get to the playoffs and everybody's like, I wish I had more CMC. And it's like, dude, three weeks ago, you like, he was great, but he wasn't like, you know, would you like, I bet people would have signed up three weeks ago, certainly for Tyreek. If we mm. would have had a straw poll and you said, would you rather have Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, or CD Lamb as your first round pick, assuming what you could get in the second round. Yeah. Right. Would you rather have CD plus Amon Ra or Devante or whatever at the one, two turn, or would you rather have those other guys with what you could get mid to late second? They all would have said, I think uh, probably the one, two turn guys. And now it's like, Oh, I need C- Yeah. I gotta, you gotta have CMC. And it's like, 
we'll see. We'll we'll see if you need to have him. But um, that's the great I, part of this game. I actually was like pondering a question slightly similar to that earlier today in regards to CMC Tyreek. And it's one we kind of ask every year. And I was asking myself if I could have known the stats for one player throughout the regular season, who would it have been? And I kind of landed on CMC for a very particular reason, because if you looked at CMC stats throughout the year, you knew you were slotting him into the lineup every single week, you know, with the exception of his bye week So knowing that it would have absolutely altered the way I drafted the rest of my team. I probably, I definitely would have never drafted more than four running backs, but there's probably a, a, if I knew what I knew about CMC, I probably would have only drafted three, right? Like, cause he was a lock every week. Just he's lock every week, every single week. So you could do like that super hyper fragile build. And, and I think it's an outlier. Like I, this is going to be a bigger discussion over the, over this coming summer with CMC. We're going to have to talk about it once, twice, maybe three times because it was such an, and he's CMC and he's done it before, but it's such an outlier that other players just do not have the capacity of doing. And I think that you might hear it from some people that they're going to do super hyper fragile running back builds and they're not going to based on CMC and there's just not going to be another CMC to do it with other than CMC next year. If you think he's going to do it again, which is tough, right? Like, so I I just think that that's going to be a, a, huge talking point this coming year. So I was kind of rattling that around in my head earlier. I love that. I, I love that uh, player within structure concept because it's easy to say, I like robust running back or hyper fragile. I like zero running back or whatever. And it's like, I think it's it, more applicable to the example that you gave like zero running back. It's kind of like, I can kind of draft a bunch of contingent value guys and it doesn't matter as much about the specific players that are within them, but from a robust running back or a hyper fragile perspective, drafting a team with only three or four running backs is like, who do you do that with matters a, mm-hmm. like a, like a, a shit ton, like, in like it matters a lot. And having Christian McCaffrey on a hyper fragile team is v- like, of course the results are the results. So I don't want to, um, be too attached to the, res- to the results, but having him on a hyper fragile team versus having Bijan on a hyper fragile team, the results turned out very differently. No matter how you could have drafted the same quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends, and the difference is drastic, drastic by drafting yeah. the two. And Austin Eckler as the other first round wide receiver, right? Same thing. Tony Pollard, of course, Nick Chubb got hurt. But all those guys, Josh Jacobs, like the difference between Christian McCaffrey on that build and all, every other running back is so huge that we don't take account, take into account the specific archetypes of players or just individual player profiles that go into the structures. We love to talk roster construction, right? We love to talk all that bullshit about uh, mm. hyper fragile and zero running back and uh, hero running back and all you know we we're talking today about solo quarterback and solo tight end in the discord and all that and that's great we should talk about that but also like 
how does Christian McCaffrey play into that versus how does Austin Eckler play into that? Is it a huge fucking deal? Like it's a huge deal that that part of it never gets discussed. Everybody just goes and says, Oh, hyper fragile advanced at this rate. And it had this, you know, ROI or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but like was Christian McCaffrey on that or was B. John Robinson on that? Because it, it, it doesn't, the structure is, is fine. Like there's nothing different about the structure. It makes sense. It's logical. It has a great path to winning. But the difference is one team had Christian McCaffrey and one team had B. John Robinson. Does that make it right, wrong? I don't know, but we certainly need to be discussing those specifics as well. And so I love that point. Yeah, so I, I do think – I mean, and you can kind of flip it to the wide receiver spot because if you knew Tyreek, right, you knew Tyreek was almost a lock every single week in one of those wide receiver spots. So you're definitely not drafting. I might have done more Tua. Than- I might have done Tua because if I had known that Tua – right, the whole the, – the narrative around the Dolphins was people had questions about Tua – Mm-hmm. and they certainly had questions about, is he going to stay healthy? And so if I could see that Tua was going to stay healthy and have this kind of a year, I would have been like, yes, Tyreek, wheels yeah. the hell up. Uh, I also probably would have taken more Waddle, which was a disaster uh, until this week. But I think I just would have been, it, it would have told me the Dolphins thing was like, every concern the market has about the Dolphins is wrong if I know mm-hmm. what Tua does. Yeah, I, I can see that too. The, the point I was going to make with Tyreek is just basically like you knew you were locking him into that one spot. So 2000 receiving yards. Yeah. It's, it feels pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, at that point you're, you can, I mean, we did a lot of two, seven, seven, two build, right? Like I would say that's one of the more popular ones. If you knew you were locking Tyreek and you would say you only need six wide receivers because you're starting one of those every week. We're trying, we're not trying to rotate through those spots as much. You know what I mean? And, and I'm going to start flirting with more six wide receiver builds next year anyways. That's the uh, team Kareem and Sean and I have is six wide receivers. Guess the last two. I don't know if you've seen it, so I'm maybe cheating. I don't. I don't know it offhand now. Six wide receivers. You know us, so you might be able to guess one of them. The last two wide receivers are not good, so that's a, a hint. And mm. uh, we only drafted six. And guess who the last two wide receivers on? It was a three, what's so whatever three six six three is that what it is? I think yeah. Th- uh, yeah. on underdog we drafted a three six six three team that's into week sixteen. Guess the last two what? You won't get the second one, I don't think, but you might get the you might get the the fifth wide receiver. Bateman. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad Bateman. We drafted a team that smashed this week, smashed in the regular season. Quinn Johnson. No, no, it's uh, uh last round pick, last, uh, last or second to last round pick is our sixth wide receiver. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I definitely won't get this then. Two, That's... two. Oh, two, two. Okay. Two, two at well, it the team is Amon Ra Waddle. We did the Amon Ra Waddle at the one, two turn, mm-hmm. Debo Keenan at the three, four turn. So those four have worked out quite well, <laughs> quite well. Uh, and then it's Herbert Goff took three tight ends, which are pretty good. I, I can't remember exactly who they were. Laporta is one of them. And then the last two wide receivers have literally not produced a single point for this team the whole, the whole season. And maybe Tutu had one week earlier when he got yeah, a yeah. touchdown. But uh, it's the, we're, we're drawing thin. Ke- O'Keenan needs to come back, let's just say, this week in week 16 if that one wants to have a chance. Well, this is so even the can... chat fucking knows it's Bateman. <laughs> Everybody knew it was like, like guess the wide receiver on the team. Everybody was just like Bateman, Bateman, Bateman. 
but th- this is like the discussion I really want to get into this offseason is this particular point of drafting six wide receivers and how you should be approaching that. I- I've had thoughts on it. So we'll get, I- again, I keep saying we're going to push things, but I-, I just I think these are key points that while they're fresh in our head, we should make sure that we're going to be coming back to and thinking about these when we start drafting big board teams in like fucking four hours or whatever it is when those <laughs> contests are dropping. Yeah, Sunday while we're tilting, uh, <laughs> our teams are going to be drafting the uh, the first big board teams. I just want to hit a couple a couple of uh, excuse me comments. Pious Devil, shout out to you, a eh? drafting uh, uh, three five 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 teams on DraftKings this year. And got one through to the semifinals with Tyreek, which is awesome. I mean, I can't think of, uh, you know, if I'm putting it together, a top five of players I would love to get through into the semifinals. Tyreek is certainly on, on there. He's maybe number one. And he says it also has Kyron on it. And I, I think I have to thank Eric for that. I don't know if that that is true. Uh, but I think Kyron is a guy that I, I brought this uh, comment up. Um, and shout out to you uh pious devil but because we get to these points right week 16 of course week 15 and and next week week 17 where we get so engulfed in like the results and the exact players that are going off like that's all we care about right it's like did i get a team through who went off who didn't Uh, Mm -hmm. and and that's the fun of it but it gets lost a little bit. Some of the reasons why we draft individual players over the course of the summer. And Kyron is such a good example where it was like, why did that's amazing. Why is, is that the men in black dog? Um, <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is great. Kyron is such a good example that I'm just going to keep probably people are going to get sick about it and tough shit um, where the uniqueness thing is so important and you can flex that uniqueness muscle in these playoffs with Kyron where no matter how well he does he can only get so popular in your playoff pods and so like Pius was saying he advanced the Tyree Christian McCaffrey scored almost 50 fantasy points on DraftKings right and he advanced the team that had Tyreek who spoilers scored zero in in the five, five, five. Now, of course, it's a, those are smaller fields in right. uh, weeks 15 and 16. But that's also the point is that in that smaller field tournament, he drafted Kyron Williams, who's not drafted all that often. And that leverage, he's probably the only Kyron team in week 15. That uniqueness is not only week 17 uniqueness. A, again, Kyron can only get so popular in week 17. He can't be as popular as, say, Sam Laporta can be. He can be popular. But flexing that muscle, you know, pulling that lever is like still so underrated, right? The 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 we talked you 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 did it even better than myself, I think, over the summer about like unique player combinations. Pulling right, pull you pulled AJ Brown up or whatever better than I did. But mm-hmm. if, if if this week if you pulled up Amon Ra, you're feeling really good. You got a different Amon Ra. It's not, you don't have the same Amon Ra CD pairing that everybody has advancing. You have Amon Ra Waddle or whatever. Like those little things seem like nothing. And then when the scores pile in, we forget about them. But like Kyron was such a good example of the like uniqueness. And then of course we learned more information about him. And like you combine it with like, you could do like, 
three things in one draft. Like I said, take Amon Ra, pull up Waddle at the one, two turn, take Kyron at the end and like do one other thing in your, you may need not, not have to do one other thing, but you do one other thing in that draft. And it's like, you guaranteed yourself a unique team, the whole playoffs, the whole playoffs, like which player is unique is dependent upon, you know, how they score, but like you guaranteed yourself uniqueness. And like, that's so powerful. Like that's people forget it. Cause you're, everyone's going to show up with golf, Laporta, Amon Rostax or CMC Laporta or whatever. If you show up with a team that doesn't have those guys, because you did that unique thing in your draft, that's how you win these tournaments and it gets lost at this time of the season. So I just wanted to bring it up with the, the point from him. Well, I think it's a great point to bring up because I think it's going to be easier to do next year. I think that that hard top three and like it was like a top, it ended up being like a top five with two tiers. I don't think it's going to exist as much next year. I think CMC is going to lock into the one-on-one, right? And then I think it's going to be kind of a a mishmash of like different guys. And then I think it's just going to be, well, I can only draft Justin Jefferson here, so I'm going to stay here. But you're going to feel as comfortable drafting I don't know. We'll just say Amon Ra again. Amon Ra falls right mm-hmm. back into that 111. Why are you similar like, first round? Going to be a similar first round. The wide receivers will move up yeah. and Kyron will come up or whatever, but like right. same idea, same thing. Yeah. And I think you're going to be able to be like, yeah, I like Jefferson better than Amon Ra, like in a vacuum or whatever, but why don't I want to take Amon Ra up here and get some unique combos in the back? And I think it's going to be so much easier to do with other players, and I'm going to be doing it a lot more. Um, as this year comes along. Like you said, I did it with A.J. Brown. I did it with Amon Ra. I only had 8% Amon Ra, but my 8% was was always him being pulled up. So it was just such a different mixture of an 8% than everybody else's. And 0% Devontae with him. Uh, shout out to the Devontae Slappies who were having a great time over the course of the weekend when he had a, or Thursday, when he had a had a nice game. And then it was like, Hey, uh, congratulations. Uh, did you see what Jalen Waddle did? Uh, did you yeah. see what Amon Ross St. Brown did? Cool. Nice, nice Devante teams. Um, yeah, the teams you didn't uh, advance. Good job. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> didn't advance your Devante teams, and then he got dunked on by uh, the players that the rest of us drafted in the second round. Uh, I'm kidding. Sorry if you drafted Devante. Uh, we're we're just we're just trolling. But um, I want to hear I want to hear what you're feeling about uh, week 16. What do you you know What do you got on your teams? that uh you're excited about or or not excited about just like what you know what are your kind of hopes dreams expectations fears uh, let's get into the you know lay down on the couch let's get into the therapy session about uh your week 16 uh, exposure well from the stuff that i'm looking at one of the big ones is i have debo on like a lot of teams that i oh I mean, really yeah so debo is a big part of my advancement rate right now my quarterbacks are kind of all over the place. I have Lamar on a couple of teams, a couple of my Lamar teams advance. I mean, what I'm really looking at, obviously, is this Mastiff team um, for sure. Your I mean, Mastiff I, team is fucking killer, man. It's, it, it's so pretty It's pretty good. I mean, the Jamar Chase injury might help me a little bit with the Tyler Boyd thing because my, my one weakness is obviously kind of receiver on that one. But you have Rashi. Who are the wide receivers on the massive team again? Um, so it's Debo, it's Rashi Rice, it's um, 
Tyler. It's like it, it's bad. It, it gets it falls off quick. <laughs> well, uh, we got past Rusty Rice, and he was like, uh, I don't even yeah. know if I want to say. So, I, think my, I think the weather's getting bad out there again. <laughs> it's Debo, Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, Tyler Boyd, Nico Collins, Rashid Rice, MVS. That's not that down. bad. It's I mean, not Sky, great, but, Sky, but we knew this Sky's, was the league. Sky's done. But uh, if Nico comes back, Jahan Dotson is a body. It's not great, but he could technically catch a touchdown. Your top two are good. That's yeah. fi- it's fine. The rest of your team is freaking loaded. So yeah. you just need three, three. It's not like you're three. counting like like I'm counting on wide receivers for yeah. flex on all my teams. <laughs> you know, like you yeah. you only need three of them. Yeah, no. The, the running backs are Pollard, Brees Hall, Roshan Johnson, Ty J Spears, and Kyron Williams. So those are all live bodies that are out there playing. The tight ends: Kittle, Hunter Henry, and Trey McBride. Yeah. So Yahtzee. we yeah we we have some and we went solo Mahomes on this team. So oh and it's also MVS week if you were wondering. You can't keep saying it every week. I can then, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is I can't actually say it. But You're they're like, playing the Raiders on Christmas. I know. Do you think, do you think that Santa is not going to give me an MVS game for Christmas this year? I deserve an MVS game. So we're going to get our second MVS game this I'm year. I'm not sure that's true. I've watched a lot of Christmas movies, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you're not you know, on the line of he deserves an MVS. <laughs> we, have, we, haven't, we haven't reached that that point yet. Maybe me and the wife will watch a new one that will uh, lead me in a different direction. But uh, uh, a couple a couple of comments. A, a good one from Sean. Where does Dotson get drafted ne- uh, l- uh, next year, of course, is, is his question. Ah, man. Go, the the commanders i i've already started thinking about 2024 for sure i don't want to i don't want to like you know diagnose it too much and, and dig too deep into it um my current take is washington is probably going to be undervalued again and i'm going to be that slappy that's drafting them again but well uh, it's Dotson gonna in particular, really depend on the regime that comes in there yeah we, rivera is going to be gone well, do they just promote the enemy? Does the enemy move on? You know, who the enemy is the reason why they are what they are on offense, which is both good and bad <laughs> for, for Dotson in particular. It's quite bad, but it is one of those things that like they're the past heaviest team in the NFL. That's great for fam- the reason why Sam Howell's the QB seven or whatever on the season is because a Sam Howell's a goat, but uh, B they're throwing like crazy yeah. And so th- they're going to clean house, right? We have a lot to think about with com- the commanders in the off season. So um, we will, we will figure that what out. Do you, uh, real, real quick. What do you think of T Higgins with the, with the chase injury? Do you think he's going to be one of those? Like if you somehow snuck T Higgins through vo- just based on volume that he might get this next week or two, like he could be one of those guys. that's like, we, we hated T Higgins all year based on what yeah. he was doing. And then he I comes don't have, through. I don't have any teams with T and I didn't draft that much T. And so I think I'm a little biased. Uh, I think I know I'm a little biased. I, I, ha- I haven't seen it and he didn't earn like crazy target share after chase got hurt last week. That's he like just, Mike. He just had the sickest touchdown I've ever seen in my life. He, that's correct. Uh, <laughs> He's definitely good at the game. Jake Browning is good enough right. to make you want T Higgins on your teams. 
is he going to be the guy you need? I think that's a bit of a reach. I think Jamar Chase out helps him volume wise, but we're now talking about elevated volume for a wide receiver on a bad offense. Uh, I, I know they haven't been bad, but that was with Jamar Chase. Now we removed Jamar Chase, who's one of the best skill players in the NFL, and we've already removed Joe Burrow. Like, we're drawing pretty thin to like a monster outcome, but like the volume's going to be there. So could he catch two touchdowns? Absolutely. I, I certainly am not upset if I have a T Higgins team. Let's just say that much. But I, the Evans not, vibes are strong. Uh, yeah, I, but I'm, I'm 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 not like you know accounting my uh, my my uh, you know Sklanskis right just yet. But I I am not upset either. He, he he's a weird one for sure. Where I'm like yeah, it, it, he's so like I have I drafted a, quite a bit of Seattle, so I have like DK Metcalf, JSN of course. It's not I'm not comparing them from a situation perspective, but it's kind of similar where I'm like. I'm excited because they're not going to be that popular because they just didn't really have that good of seasons, but they have big single week ceilings. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like realistic about the fact that like they also haven't had very good se- seasons and there are negative reasons uh, why they're not going to be that popular. So I'm like happy that they're low owned, happy that I have them, but I'm not like taking it to the bank and being like, this is the greatest leverage of all time. It just it just feels like when you stare at a pot and you're like one guy has Higgins and you're just staring down that barrel, you're just like, God damn it, T Higgins is the reason I'm not advancing this team. It just it just feels well the answer the answer is of course Chase Brown. Yeah. Chase Chase Brown is the guy who I'm the most excited. He for three weeks in a row has stolen more and more snap share and touch share from Joe Mixon and shocker. This is the Najee Harris situation where people are like, Oh, you know, or a Chuba Hubbard situation or whatever you want to call it, where the backup running back is so much better than the starting running back. And the team starts to realize it. They're never, it's, it's very much a Jalen Warren situation where they're never going to give, you know, uh chase like a, a, the lion's share of the touches because they're winning mm-hmm. and Joe Mixon is the veteran, but like, I don't care. I'll take 40% of the touches with chase Brown. Give me a couple screens, break one, you know, score a touchdown. Uh, chase Brown is a guy I think, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not rooting for this. I'm not predicting this or whatever, but guys are going to get hurt. And mm-hmm. it, like, we have two more weeks. Guys are going to get hurt. Anything can happen when, you know, X guy gets hurt. I want to have the guys who have that, like Chase Brown has that, right? Zamir White just showed that. Ty Chandler just showed that. I want to have those guys on my rosters, and Chase Brown's one of them. Yeah, I definitely like Chase Brown. I draft, I had like 20 something percent of him. I I haven't fully diagnosed. Like, he looks awesome, dude. Yeah. My God, he looks good. So he's going to be the guy that we steal at the end of drafts that gets pushed up the board next year. Big for guy. sure. He's Warren. He's Jalen Warren 2.0 for sure on a better offense, like a way better offense. Yeah. By the time BBM comes out, he's going to be like a 10th round pick or something, or maybe even higher, but we'll start getting him in the 18th round in the big board or something. Maybe new Tony Pollard, right? Makes in his Zeke and, and he's, and he's Tony Pollard. Um, Something like that. Was there anybody else uh, before we started? I know you got to, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
power cords to go put back together. And... Yeah, I get to do another show from Jesse's house tonight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we just we just built an entire like mic setup in the other room so that we can both do the show tonight. Let's hope and, it works. Yeah, well, I think we're good, but it's just uh, silly. No, th- there's no one else off the top of my head that I'm thinking of because I've been thinking about the game more. Great game for next year so that's kind of yeah. like where i've been the last day like just like what did i learn based on this playoffs that we can implement for next year i do like this one uh from a uh, name i shall not say because i <laughs> i prefer not to say creamy makes me feel uh gross <laughs> to say out loud but purdy debo kittle i think is a good one not super low owned, but uh, I'm particularly excited about. I have a, a DK Millie team that doesn't have any Lions on it. It doesn't have mm-hmm. Purdy, but it does have Kittle. It does have CMC too. Uh, so a little bit of a, a permutation of what he's saying here. But like, no Lions, no particularly no Laporta. Does have Kyron, and I'm like, dude, I'll take Kittle versus Laporta these next two weeks like at lower ownership. I know Kittle might go ham this yeah. week and then he's higher owned again, but like, I don't care. Just give me to week 17 and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I do like different permutations of the 49ers. I think uh, make a lot of sense. I am going to throw out one more, which mm-hmm. is um, I, sure, I, 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 <laughs> so well, just quickly on Rashad Penny, I'm doing the show. I'm doing the show last night. I'm trying to solo drive right because you don't have any power in your, you know, kumbaya. Your, on fire. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, what's the uh, it's the purge going on where where where, where, where Rob is. Uh, I'm 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 you know having a good time talking to the chat or whatever, and the, and we have the Gino nonsense going on while I'm you know streaming, and so I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Gino and B Kurt. Shout out our guy Bernie drops in and says something about like Rashad Penny tonight. And I was just like, wait, is he active? I'm like, did they actually make him active? My 12th place teams could get like eighth tonight if he <laughs> is is active. And of course, he was not active. Um, nor should he have been. Swift looked really good again. Game well looked good. But but uh the Rashad Penny thing was funny. Another bag that I have. But I feel more comfortable about because it's a bag that uh, the Sun Runner, um, our our good friend Pat Corain has Brees Hall. If you get Brees Hall or got Brees Hall into Week 16, I don't know if you saw the Jets. They're a mess, right? They're terrible. Mm-hmm. They play the only team worse and more more of a disaster than the Jets are. The Washington. Commanders oh, baby. this week, so uh, both of my, is nice. <laughs> both both of my DK Millie teams left have Brees Hall, and I'm cautious. I I I've said this a couple times. I'm cautiously optimistic about about Brees Hall this week. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but if there was ever a week for one of those thirty spots from Brees Hall, yeah, he owes us one. He owes us the Jets. <laughs> the Jets owe us. Aaron Rodgers owes us. Um, Aaron Rodgers' family owns owes us. We, we we are owed a big Brees Hall game, and I feel like he's like he is the title of the episode. The players you need in Week 16, or the things you need in Week 16. 
Brees Hall, I, like I feel, re- if you got low owned Brees Hall into Week 16, I, I'm feeling uh, really good about it. I have him on one of my DK teams, and you want to know who he's paired with for my first round pick? Cooper Cup. See, okay, this is this is that's the dream. That's the yeah. dream. You yeah, have low owned Brees, low owned Cooper Cup. Cup's just you know CMC just needs to be okay. And Cup has a good game. That's mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, that's so absolutely fun. That's absolutely brilliant. We're gonna get out of here. Rob has to go uh, talk about ghosts out in the street. Uh, we're, we're, we're not talking about ghosts tonight. We're talking about haunted objects that are for sale on eBay. I might, I might have to watch this one. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this idea. I do want to give a quick shout out. Um, if you are interested in playoff best ball for NFL. We have launched the playoff best ball almanac on spikeweek.com. Just go to spikeweek.com, go look in the header. There's playoff almanac up there for you. It is the single greatest resource that exists in best ball for uh, playoff best ball drafters. We have created our own playoff best ball odds, our own playoff odds for NFL teams. You can see absolutely any permutation you want to see about, of course, are they going to make the playoffs? What seed are they going to get? Specific matchups, who's going to make the conference championships, everything about the odds and team previews for now, basically every single team. Our team put together uh, previews for all of the teams uh, in terms of how you should handle them. For playoff best ball, we have surveys. We have uh, just tons of content. Our guy B. Kurt has put out an awesome, awesome primer on how to attack underdog and DraftKings drafts. Today, we have drafters coming because they just launched today. I just wanted to give a shout out to the playoff best ball. I mean, it's only twenty bucks, one time fee. You know, so not a not a um, monthly charge or whatever. Just twenty bucks, and you can get access to all that. Of course, rankings. Uh, that I just updated yesterday are in there. Everything you need to crush playoff best ball drafts is there. Shout out to you and the teams that, and the team working on that. Cause guys, honestly, I get to see everything behind the scenes and I don't do much with that, but uh, everyone's busting their ass on that. And they, it's a lot. There's like, like, there's probably like 65 pieces of content now within that playoff best ball almanac. Um, it's crazy. Shout out to Trev, it's, Silas, B. Kurt, everyone. hundred percent. Those guys are crushing it. And it, it, I'm, we're building it. I'm a part of building it. I learn something every day from the content that is in there and from seeing it behind the scenes. So yeah, we would never sell anything that we don't believe is super duper valuable. And I believe like passionately in this almanac and it's, like step one of what we're building here at spike week with these kind of this, this concept, uh, the almanac. And so these guys are crushing it. Uh, check it out. The odds are awesome. Like I look at them constantly. Like, yeah. like, like I don't go to, you know, five thirty eight. I know it's not a thing anymore or whatever, but like, I don't go to New York times. I don't go to any of that. I go to ours cause they are updated real time and they're awesome. Make sure you check that out. We will be back. Uh, this week, I don't, we don't have a set schedule for the rest of the week yet. We're recording tomorrow for the Almanac. We're going to draft some teams, uh, but we're going to come back uh, later this week to talk through some more week 16, talk through some more playoff best ball sweats. Uh, we'll get you all covered with all that. Be on the lookout for that and be on the lookout for playoff best ball live streams as well. Enjoy the rest of your week. Try to relax. 
go talk about some ghost eBay items or whatever the hell is going on over there with Rob. Haunted objects on eBay. There you go. Be safe, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? If you turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. Spike Week.